Hometown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Going around the NBA a little bit, but we'll bring it back to the Kings. Ja Morant, towards the end of the game, had a questionable celebration. Mm. The kids are saying, Chris, as I do some more digging, that it's a dance from Louisiana that he okay. was not. Now, part of the dance, okay. part of the dance, you do kind of appear to shoot something, finger gun looking type deal. Yeah. And people are saying, is it a bad look? Is it not a bad look? Did they play the Pelicans? They did play the Pelicans. Okay, yeah. so that, all right. Yeah. Maybe a little taunting. Maybe a little taunting there. It's not even something that I've seen the Pelican players do. Right, they're they're not very showboaty in general, but Ja Morant undefeated four and zero, still doing this. There's a video that I showed you of T Morant just having a good old time at the game, oh, dancing yeah. and and doing his thing. Is this a nothing burger? I don't think so. I mean, to me, this is again just more evidence uh, showing that Ja clearly hasn't learned anything. I mean, I don't I don't care if it's a if it's a dance that his little sister made up or something. Yeah. Like I don't care if his daughter made it. Like it's just. Maybe just don't do it. Like, you know, I don't care if... You also don't have to do it. You know, yeah, just because the, you know, Cam Newton made the dab popular, you know, it didn't mean everybody had to go out there and and dab it up. Uh, You know, just because the dance is popular didn't mean John Morant had to get off, you know, that, that sick dance move. It's just, it's again him kind of laughing in the face of everybody yeah. saying like, ah, ha, 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 I thought this was a big deal, but I'm showing you that actually, you know, there's some greater conspiracy out there. I, th- I think it was uh, it was I, I mean I, yeah I, I think it was pretty trash I, I you know I, I don't think he should be suspended again for it but no. it does you're again it just, thin line, it just feels buddy. like he's laughing in all of our faces yeah and, you're you're walking a thin it. line and it's it's not it's just not necessary it's super unnecessary it's just not it's necessary. super unnecessary and it's again him trying to like prove something it's like why why are you you know, I know LeBron does the, you know, ice in their veins and yeah. they do kind of make a gun motion at that. But, right. you know, John Morant, you, you just need to read the room a little. Like, no. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, so I can't make those jokes, guy? Like, don't, like, yes, you can't make those jokes. Not right that's, now. That's not, that's, that cannot be your lane right now when everybody is watching for specifically this. Um, it's, you know, whatever. I mean, and then, yeah, T dancing on the sideline as well is just, (laughs) it's just a bad look for the family. Like it really is. And I, it's just, I, whatever. Like it's, it's just, don't come, don't come getting mad at me when something else happened. I'm not saying it's going to be a, a a gun situation, but I'm just, just don't, don't come running to me when, when John Morant does something crazy and say, Oh my gosh, I cannot believe he did this again. Like he, I can't believe he didn't learn his lesson. He's showing us right now he didn't learn his lesson. Right. So I don't think anything is going to come of it. And like we said, big, big game, Kings, Grizzlies. That is on New Year's Eve. So an opportunity for the Kings and De'Aaron Fox going up against a star who, if the, let's see when the Grizzlies play next, if the Grizzlies go on to be, the Grizzlies still have the Nuggets. They beat the Nuggets in, this is this would be crazy. They got the Nuggets in Denver. They get the Clippers in L.A. And it's a back-to-back. I don't think it's possible. But if they beat those two teams and then you have what? That would make them 6-0 and you got to go up against the Kings. I already don't feel good about it, but I would feel 
Yeah. Probably worse about it. I don't <laughs> think great. they pull that off, but I would I would really start thinking, okay, we got to take this team seriously. If they oh, win this sure. back-to-back, honestly, if they if they take two out of that three and get their first loss, let's say they lose the second half of the back-to-back to the Clippers and they beat the Nuggets and beat the Kings, I would say, okay, this could be a problem. Yeah, I mean, for sure, because what, then they'll be six games back of 500 or yeah, something like that, and then already. it kind of starts to not be so much of a joke. I mean, I was joking after the first game, I was like, you guys need to win 12 in a row to even be at 500. Well, right. if you already cut that to, to six after only six games of playing, and you still got That's one way to do it. 60 games left or whatever, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to have to start trying to take you seriously, and I think the Kings, they need to approach that game on on uh, December 31st and and they got to they got to treat the the Grizzlies like they were the Grizzlies of last year to me. Oh yeah. You got to look at that team like they're still one of the best teams in the Western Conference and you better not take them lightly. I don't think they will. Uh, there's always been a fun at this point to this point I should say it's been a fun rivalry De'Aaron versus Ja. I think crazy enough. I didn't think it would it would happen but I think De'Aaron's overtaken Jaw again. I think you know De'Aaron when he first came into the league, obviously I had a couple year head start on Jaw. It was a nice back and forth. I think Jaw kind of took it a couple years ago, but De'Aaron has since stormed back, and now something tells me Jaw's going to have something to say about that. You know, he was gone for uh, out of the the public light for the past year. And oh, he's coming in that past year. Yeah. Guys like Shea and De'Aaron have have right. definitely taken their star power to another level. Wouldn't surprise me if on New Year's Eve. Ja tries to make a statement, and I can't wait because something tells me De'Aaron also, uh, you know, he's he's had a past of showing out against Ja. I, I think it's going to be a, a crazy game between those two, and uh, I just hope both both I, I'm rooting for both of them to put up like 35 plus. Yeah. I would love a back and forth and a, and two. a Kings and a New Year's Eve. Oh beam. yeah, of course, of course, that's the most important part. Nine one six three three nine eleven forty on the Folsom Lake Honda Hotline. Let's get out to Rich. He wants to be a part of the conversation. What's up, Rich? You're on Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Yeah, enjoy your show. Uh, nice, lively debate. Uh, I've got a, a little bit of a different take on the King situation. Uh, I think if you start, and, and I'll try to make this pretty brief, if you start with the series against the Warriors, mm-hmm. and this is my position, is that Mike Brown was outcoached by Steve Kerr. And I say that if you look at the last game, Steph Curry was going absolutely bonkers while Davion was on the bench. He has an obsession with Kevin Herter. Kevin Herter was a broken man after he came in last at the three-point shooting contest last year at the NBA All-Star game. After that, he couldn't shoot. Mm -hmm. His confidence is wrecked. I'm not saying that Herter's a bad ball player, but Monk not starting is a crime. Also, he brought in Duarte. He brought in other people, and he's obsessed I think it's Mike Brown's system, and I think Jordy Fernandez coaches the defense. If we were looking at football and somebody was a team was giving up 200 yards on the ground every day, we would say the defensive coach needs to be replaced mm-hmm. along with maybe different personnel. Here we're always looking at the personnel. I think it's Mike Brown's system. I think Mike is overrated as a coach. I think he was at the right place at the right time in Golden State. I think he came in with the upswing of circumstances in Sacramento. I think he's a decent coach, but I don't think he's a holy man coach at all. I think his system is at fault. If you've got good athletes, you can teach them to play defense. 
unless they're unwilling to do it. And if they're unwilling to do it, you get rid of them. So that's that's just part of the of, of what I would like to say about the Kings. I think it's as much coaching or more than it is personnel. Thanks for the call, Rich. Wow. That's the phone yeah. is hot. The phone is hot. Thank you for the call, Rich. A lot to get to in that call. We'll have to do a lot of it after the break. And, Joey, we see you on the line as well. But, Coach Mike Brown, is it a matter of the system? And is, did he kind of just come into a good situation? I mean, we we got to debate it. We'll have that conversation. I think, ultimately, you can look at it any way you want, right? And we can, people, people do the same thing with – with Coach Kerr, right? And when he oh, came yeah. in Big to time. the Warriors and how the Warriors were right there. So it's a conversation to be had whether you agree or disagree. I think we won't be able to answer that question until the end of the season if there is a true regression. Yeah. And the system, whether it's personnel or whatever it is, I do think that they have – the Kings have a five, five guys they could put on the court and could be – I would say above average defensively. I think they have enough guys for mm-hmm. that. The problem is your offense, that would be team clamps, yeah. but your offense would be terrible. Yeah. So it's all about moving those pieces around. And whether it's Coach Mike Brown, whether it's the defensive coordinator, whoever it is, it hasn't been working. It was better at the beginning of the season, but your yeah. legs are fresher. Now that you're you're kind of getting to the, the thick of it, they're starting to drop. And I see the look from Nate, so we will answer more of the call when we get back from Rich Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Live and local. Live and local. This is Sacktown Sports. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. Having a conversation about the Kings, who should stay in the starting lineup and who should be removed from the starting lineup. Well, Brandon Jennings, he dropped a 50-piece back in the day, says KD deserves better. Oh. Okay. He says he don't deserve this. That's Brandon Jennings on why Kevin Durant should leave the Suns. They haven't been able to get Broken Beal, a.k.a. Bradley Beal, on the court. Even though Devin Booker has played right. well. That's my right? question. That's, is what, what doesn't Kevin deserve exactly? I don't know. Watanabe? <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm not sure. What, he Bobo? doesn't deserve to be on a, a 500 basketball? Like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what, what quite the situation. It's not like he's, you know, in Detroit or something like that. Yeah. It's not like he's in a poverty frame. Like, they just got new owners. Uh, the new owner wanted to spend and bring in a $50 million player and got rid of an old man in Chris Paul, and that looks like the right move. I, I, I don't quite know what, what terrible situation Kevin's been, been dropped into here. I'm not sure, but now it starts the conversation. Start, if, it definitely starts the conversation. Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. Wasabi Wednesday. Wasabi yeah. Wednesday, here that's we go. right. Here we go. If Kevin Durant did come out and say, hey – I'm. I got too much going on yeah. here. I'm. They're putting a lot of miles on this 35 year old body. Yeah. Would you be interested in bringing Kevin Durant to Sacramento? I would. Um, 
the price tag would probably be way too much for the Kings to ever even consider. Well, Keegan's gone. Keegan's has to be gone, and to me, Keegan's that's already. And it's how many first rounders on yeah, top? Probably of that. twelve. Yeah, it's and that's. I was where gonna say three, but it's probably four. I mean, if it's just Keegan and picks, I mean, yeah. But it's also the question of like, how is that helpful for the Kings? What do they want too? Like, what would they want from the Kings that isn't Fox Sabonis, Malik? Maybe Malik's on an expiring, expiring deal, though. Deal. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up both of them. That's for sure. You I mean, at some point, do, the Kings do have some sort of leverage in this to who, where they could say, you, well, "It's Keegan and who else?" Keegan. Okay, from, from the Suns' perspective, you got Keegan. I mean, at you that take point, a you're shooter and herder. Yeah, pick. Fox or Sabonis, which one would you rather send? You're getting you're sent. Let's say you're sending Keegan, Fox, or Sabonis, three. and three. No. Yeah, but it's not gonna. No, you're not sending. No, no, no. no you're doing no, Keegan no, no. and Herder no. and a ton of picks. They're not gonna do that. No, they're probably. Not. They're not doing. No, they're probably that. not. But you're just. Oh, you can't do Barnes, right? No, Keegan Herder. You don't. If Maybe you have Herder, you're not gonna. They're not gonna want. Sasha, they wouldn't want both. I don't think. I mean, I don't. I don't even know what Phoenix would be trying to accomplish in jet. Like, if they're moving off from KD, like they're probably going into rebuild mode. So right. they're probably just wanting as many young assets as possible at that point. I mean, they're giving up on the illusion of winning. So I don't think a guy like Harrison Barnes. And they're not just. They're just not going to do it. This is Brandon Jennings, who yeah. we. I, I don't know if he's got a podcast. Probably whatever. But now it starts. Well, yeah, that's a good yeah, guess. It's, right? it's who more does than it? likely. Who does? That's a, who doesn't have a podcast yeah. now? Yeah. What do you think the percentage is for sports fans yeah. and ex-athletes? Yeah. The percentage of people that – do you think it, it's close to 50%? You're putting fans and ex-players in the same – All together. It's probably something like – Let's separate. You can separate. Them. Okay. I'll, Let's do athletes first. There's probably – of the retired athletes, it feels like 5 to 10% yeah, of them at least try to like start a podcast. That's low to me. I mean, there's a lot of guys who retire and you just never hear from them again yeah. in general. I'm going 20. Yeah. Okay. We'll now check let's the do numbers fans. on that. Fans, it's 70. And what happens is <laughs> at least try. At least they one episode. start. They start and they go, okay, guys, here's our weekly schedule. Yeah. And then they do one and they do one months later and they're like, sorry for not uploading, guys. Yeah. Here we are. We've they got a, a new upload yeah. schedule. Yeah. 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 And it's just, it's just, I feel personally attacked. Um, oh wow! No, I didn't know. <laughs> no, that's just the life of everyone who's new ever up, done yeah. a podcast. New yes. upload schedule. Yeah, it. it uh, yeah, so I would say fans. It's probably a good fifty-five to sixty percent of fans have at least done one podcast, whether it be like hopped on one with a 55 friend to or started. 60. There's a lot of people who have at least experimented. If you would consider yourself a sports fan, I would say you've probably at least given it a, hey, me and my friends recorded this voice memo on our yeah, phone for yeah. 15 minutes, and we think we might upload it. It was somewhere. kind of fire. It was it pretty was also, fire conversation. It was conversation. also pretty fire yeah. as well. So that's, We were speaking facts. Yeah, bro, if we had kept it going, I mean, Dude. who knows? Dude, who you knows? see Pat McAfee these days? <laughs> like, we can make it. We could definitely make it. Like, not that level, but like, dude, there's money out there. There is definitely money out there. Yeah, you know, let, let's go back to what Rich had to say. Yeah. Before the break. Yeah. And there was a lot. There's and some it valid went, it, stuff it went in from there for sure. Basically, the Kings missing on guys, which, sure. Sure. There is a reason they're in this situation. Yeah. It ended yeah. with Coach Mike Brown essentially being overrated mm-hmm. and kind of riding the coattails or hopping on the train when it was already accelerating. And, sure. and I guess it becomes 
is how much better is the team because of Coach Mike Brown yeah. versus their trajectory anyway? Yeah. Which I don't know. I mean, I, I think that he, you come in, I think timing is a lot of life, but I feel like that's definitely selling Coach Mike Brown short. Big time. Yeah. I mean, is he uh you know, you. I mean, he won unanimous coach of the year last year. Is he unanimous, unanimously the best coach in the NBA? Absolutely not. No, he's not. Uh, is he a top five coach? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, is he a top ten coach? I would say. I would say absolutely. I would say he's probably closer to ten than to than to one. But um, yeah, you know, I, I I don't think he's the greatest coach in the NBA. But at the same time, you got to give him credit for putting that system in place. Now. I would also uh, back what uh, what that caller said about. I would say that Mike Brown he talks a lot about defense, but I've been thinking about this. It's pretty tough to play a high level of defense when you run the way the Kings do. You're kind of asking a lot of those athletes that be in ridiculous shape, but also it's just human nature in the fourth quarter. If you're running around offensively all game and then being asked to play at a ridiculously high defensive level as well at the same time you're probably going to get tired at some point and you're going to get exhausted so I do wonder how much of this push and pull does need to be discussed with the offense operating the way it does is it almost a a required evil when you run that fast pace of an offense to not be able to give you know top 10 defensive effort on the other end. And then that's not even accounting for the fact that I would argue the Kings personnel is not a defensive minded personnel. So when you throw that on top of the fact that they're already offensive focused, I think it's going to lead to a bottom 10 defense in the NBA a lot. So yeah, and- I don't think he's blameless in the situation, but I, I also, um, I wouldn't say that, you know, Jordy Fernandez should actually be criticized a lot more for the defense. Right, and you have a team in Indiana with Halliburton, and you've said, hey, they're trying to do something similar yeah. to the, same the Kings, thing, right? and offensively, we know what the Pacers can do. Defensively, guess where they are for defensive rating? I think last time I checked, they were 29th, so I'll say 28th. They are 28th. There you go. They are 28th there you go. right on which the money. Which is worse so, than the Kings last year, is, even. That's as bad impressive. As that is. That's impressive. The Wizards are last. And coming up, oh, well, this is great. This is what we're talking about, Sacramento, Kings. This is what we're talking about. You got the Hawks that are 27th, mm-hmm. and then you got the Hornets at 29th when they get back in a little bit. So wow. you're about to play some bad teams. Bad defensive teams. Bad defensive bad teams. even. So the Kings should, I mean, this should be the ultimate time. This should be the showcase time, right? I mean, the if the Kings shooters can't can't find their rhythm right now, I, I don't know it's when it's going to happen. That's I don't know when point. it's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Got to get to a break. When we get back, we see you on the line, Joey. We will take your call and more Kings and Niners. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Check us out on YouTube. Search Sacktown Sports and subscribe. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports, taking you up to 2 p.m. 30 more minutes with you. Been a great show, even though it started a little bit sad after the holidays. Had a great holiday, but the teams, the Niners and the Kings, spoiled it a little bit, but we're powering through, getting back on the right side of things as we take a trip around the 
NBA and NFL. Real quick, before we get to NFL, I did want to play this sound from Steve Kerr as he had some things to say about the officiating. Steve Kerr has done a good bit of complaining this season, and he got a little bit roasted for it. Here's Steve Kerr after their Christmas Day game. I have no no problem with uh, the officials themselves. Um, they're all across the league. We have really good officials. I have a problem with the way we're, we are um, legislating defense out of the game. That's what we're doing in the NBA. The way we're teaching the officials, we're just enabling players to BS their way to the foul line. Um, if I were a fan, I wouldn't have wanted to watch the second half of that game. It was disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Now, he was obviously upset because Jokic went to the foul line a lot, but Jokic honestly... Always does. No. He actually averages... I was watching Tim Legler, and he said that Jokic really only gets to the line about six times a game. Sure. I mean, yeah, it's not to the Embiid-Giannis level. Right, right. It's not crazy for him to go to the line. Also, again, I feel like we've had this conversation with the Warriors before where it's, you guys allow the most opponent free throws of anyone in the NBA. Right. So you're just, it might be the right message, but wrong messenger. Yeah. And Steve Kerr is he's going out a little bit sad. And we talked about how maybe did Coach Mike Brown just walk into a good situation? We didn't say that. We had a caller said that, so we reacted to it. A lot of people say the same thing about Mark Jackson. There is a lot of back and forth in the Bay Area when it comes to Steve Kerr and Mark Jackson, could Mark? Some people feel that Mark Jackson had taken that team as far as they could go, right? Right, and Steve Kerr did come in and do his thing. Some people also think, I mean, if you keep Mark Jackson in there, who got the the guys right to that level? Right. Who's to say that they don't win it? You can look at it a couple different ways. Now, sure. Steve Kerr, all these years later, what four time champion as a coach multi-whatever champion as a player. And he's going out a little bit sad here. You know, the rotations have been terrible. Warrior fans mad at him. He refuses to play the young guys. He said something a couple days ago about basically the young guys having to prove that they should get into the lineup. Something crazy like that. Fair or foul on Steve Kerr for complaining about the refs in this capacity. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I guess it's – I mean, I think it's it's foul personally. Again, I think that his team has has had a track record now of, of being a, a heavy foul team, and mm-hmm. you know, especially Draymond. Yeah, exactly. What? Yeah, I'm just I, fighting for his guys, <laughs> dude. He's just trying to defend himself. Yeah. Choke yeah, old. That's no, right. I mean, I I think that uh, it's like you said. I think it's just not the right not the right team to send the message, and I think against that opponent as well, it makes a lot. I I mean, I just don't think it's that out of bounds. Like, who do the Warriors have? To even stop Jokic, they they they're a team that runs small. They run Trace Jackson Davis at center and Kavon Looney as well. They they don't have the size to match up with Jokic. So I mean, in that sense, to me, it feels a, a little bit foul in that sense. And and just I I think that you guys actually are a team that fouls a lot. But um, you know, for sure, may, maybe they're getting. Uh, no, I'm gonna say it's foul. I'm just gonna say it's foul. I'm not. I'm not gonna do the both sides of this. To me, it's it's foul. It's just like, come on, dude. There's there's a lot of reasons why your team uh, isn't performing the way it is, and I, I don't necessarily think that Jokic going to the free throw line 14 times is that egregious. Do you think he's got a point though about the NBA outlawing defense, for lack of a better term? That, that's what like I feel yeah, like that's, that's wrong fair. messenger. Yeah. All leagues, yeah. all leagues are doing it. Even wrong the NFL. messenger, wrong. Oh, the situation. NFL. Yeah, the NFL loves it. But speaking yeah. of the NFL though, this situation, the the Steve Kerr is pretty similar to Gruden taking over Tampa Bay, right? Kind of walking yeah. into a sure. Tony Dungy built team, exactly taking over, and then 
I I think you got to give Kerr a little bit more credit though, something like that. I think you do too. But if you look at it and you say, okay, you won one, then as a collective group, you law and let's not forget Luke Walton when Kerr was out with back problems or whatever yeah. it is, they balled out. That's what got Luke Walton back into the coach, sure the coaching. Did. Yeah, yes. which we don't like. We, don't we so, didn't like that that, that happened. Do. Yes, that so. definitely happened. And then you lose. Right, you lose the first three-one championship. You you blow that. Yeah. Right. They all did. Not Steve Kerr, but he gets a part sure. of that blame too. Then you get Kevin Durant, which again we all have either a dad or an uncle or whoever saying I could win with that team. And you know what? I don't know if they're wrong. Can we can we just be honest? <laughs> okay, here? Micah Parsons. No, no. Can we be, can we be honest here? Is, I don't think. I mean, is it, is it okay? But. Who's going to no, no, no. wrangle hold Draymond? On, hold on. That's, the, that's what I'm getting at. Is it really an X's and O's at that point, or is it just we got to manage these stars, and because I am who For I sure. am, they're going to respect me. They're no. not going to respect somebody. Yeah. But is it actually X's and O's? I think some of it is for sure. I mean, you still have to put those guys in situation to succeed. Like, I think it's not. I'm it's not, not saying super... I could win a championship coaching. I'm saying. Yeah. No, I, I mean. I don't know I, how much is. I think only certain people. I think Steve Kerr was the perfect guy for that job because to your point, like, I do think managing those egos, which frankly, I mean, even Steve Kerr couldn't at the end of the day, he right. even even he couldn't save that team. But. I do think managing those egos for for his, the amount of time that he did, I I still think that's impressive. I mean, they they were taking crazy. I mean, they ended they ended up adding Demarcus Cousins to their team as a as a flyer yeah. because they were that desperate to try and make it work. I you know I think I think Steve Kerr did did a great job, and I do think that there's not many people who or even in NBA history who really could have handled wow. that situation as well. So you're Steve, going the complete opposite I mean, I think he was like very uniquely positioned to be the perfect person to know how to push all the right buttons. Like he literally was a part of the two dynasties that uh, preceded the Warriors. I mean, with the exception of the Lakers, for him to be a major part of the Bulls run and then be a, a part at the end of the Spurs run, I think he learned a lot from that in terms of dealing with personalities and and what it takes to you know not only win the first championship but some of the adversity that you go through of winning the second championship and then trying to win a third as well. There's just not many people who have ever been in that situation and can speak from experience and have the respect of guys like KD and Steph Curry and even Draymond as little as respect as sure. he, he gives, I, I think that it takes a very specific person to kind of get that that level of play and respect out of those guys. And that would be that would be the aspect of coaching that I think that the the dads and the uncles yeah, and your cousins they would say, what are they putting down on a piece of paper? Look, Whitey right? Gleason knows basketball. He knows a lot of X's and O's. Yeah. I guarantee he could probably, you know, put up something that's close to an NBA or resembles an NBA offense, even if it would, wouldn't be spectacular. But it's it's the dealing with the egos and the, the relationships of everything that I just – I don't think people fully understand how big of a part of basketball it is, is for Mike Brown to go to Davion Mitchell and say – you're out of the rotation. Not mm-hmm. even like you've lost some minutes. You are completely not going to play basketball until I till I decide, and you just have to be okay with it. And I need you to show up to practice tomorrow and have a smile on your face, and I need you to show up for a game, and though you think you might not be playing, I might call on you in the middle of the third quarter to save this game. I think that that takes a certain level of respect 
um, that you have to earn. I don't think everyone's gotten it. I think Luke Walton, frankly, is a guy who didn't have that level yeah. of respect. I don't think people appreciate that part of coaching enough. Yeah, that's a great call, and and, and I don't know if politicking would be the right terminology there, but just right. There's an the PR, sure. the politicking, and just the understanding of the the smorgasbord yeah. of personalities that you have, regardless of whether right. it's star-studded or not. We got to get to a break, but real quick, we wanted to run through some of these NFL headlines. The Raiders obviously take down the Chiefs. Antonio wow. Pierce, do you think he should keep the job, Chris? I think so, but they also didn't bring back Rich Bisaccia after season. But that's why I season. think he, they yeah. will keep Antonio Learn Pierce. from that mistake. Yes. Yeah. All right. Let's keep going here. Russell Wilson has been benched. This Crazy. essentially See ya. means that <laughs> he will be done, right? Yeah. You have Jimmy Garoppolo now who's going to be done. Man, you have Russell Wilson who's going to be done. a lot of money out there. Just dead money. Well, a lot of just <laughs> dead money out there. Jared Stidham will replace him. I don't believe there's anything Jared Stidham could do. How about this? And I know we got to get to a break. How about this for that being your NFL path. You're the guy, because the ha- same thing happened in right in, uh, in Vegas. Vegas. Right, yeah. You're the guy who we bring in when we want to get... <laughs> you're a backup, but we're yeah. never actually going to give you you're a the try. Bridge. Yeah. You're the bridge to the bridge. Yeah. Right. Possibly. Because they could take somebody. Because you're not a you're not a Jimmy Garoppolo. That's a bridge. I guess, right. You're not yeah. a Baker Mayfield. That's a bridge. Right. You are you are the the season ender. Just yeah. get us to the end of the season. Yeah. Any way you can. And He's last, toll booth, last but not least, a couple more here. Tommy DeVito has that is over. No more Italian jokes. Uh, no more no more pizza. We don't have places. to see his agent anymore. We don't have to see his agent anymore. That really did just annoy me. I don't yeah. know why. No why? more home cooking talk. No more, no more, <laughs> no more Tommy Cutlets. That was his nickname. By the way, if you do go back east, chicken cutlets are very good. And I'm sure <laughs> the ones they make are very good, but no more of that. And last but not least. Jair Alexander has Yikes. been suspended a game for conduct detrimental to the team <laughs> for crashing the party on the coin toss, and it almost it almost oh, cost gosh. the Packers. He said he did it because he's from Charlotte, and everybody knows that he's from Charlotte. Well, apparently the coaches the coach didn't know. <laughs> the coaches did not the know. The audio is crazy. So, he has, yeah, go check out that audio. The sunglasses are crazy. Everything is crazy. Are you about to go snowboarding? What's going on here? I'll call him Sean White. All right, got to get to a break. When we get back, we will have – Crosstalk with Whitey Gleason and Phantom, his brother, Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports. Call or text at 916-339-1140. Styles and Watkins, Sacktown Sports. 15 more minutes with you. We are joined by Whitey Gleason. His brother, Phantom, will join Whitey for this show. I'm glad you say that because I couldn't remember who he was, so thank you. Well, there yeah, you yeah, go. Yeah, thank you. There you yeah, go. No, he's right there. He's getting ready to go. Yep, <laughs> yep, getting ready to go as he shadows Chris Watkins, and we yeah. take you up the to the 2 o'clock hour. Whitey, just for you, because yeah. we haven't done it. I'm just now seeing this. The MLB's average attendance in 2023 – you want to try to guess the top five? Top five? Mm-hmm. Dodgers? Uh, Good for one. They're number one. A's. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Oakland. <laughs> Too soon. You get something for guessing the bottom. Um, <laughs> that's not guessing. That's that's just a fact. That's a fact. Blue Jays? The Blue Jays were eight, but they're oh. in the top ten. Yeah. 
Uh, top five. What do you think, Phantom? Top five attendance. There's MLB. an obvious one here. It's an ob- there's an obvious one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't um, want to give me that one. Um, the uh, Texas Rangers? No, they're not even top ten. What do you got, Yikes. Chris Watkins? Uh, I mean, I would have to say Yankees. Gotta yep. Be well, there. there you go. Yeah. That's the obvious one. That's uh, number two. There we uh, go. I'll give you a, a, <laughs> another hint. Kyle is wearing the jersey. Oh, the San Diego Padres. They were number three. Wow. That. And Phantom said Yikes. the Cubs think the opposite of the Cubs. White Sox. <laughs> that's where that's, that well, is Frank the Cardinals. Was going. <laughs> Cardinals were number four. Ah. <laughs> the Chicago Bears. And who was number five? Number five is actually pretty interesting. Utah Jazz. No. That'd be no. interesting. That would definitely be interesting. Number five is interesting, huh? Yeah. Mm. Seattle Mariners. They were number 10. Oh. Okay. Cubs were nine. We have a hint. Blue Jays were eight. Astros were seven. Phillies were you're six. You're promising it's interesting. I would say it's so. Okay. Boston? No, they're not even not on even the list. Okay, this is going to give it away if you know the Kings' schedule. The Kings play them next. Oh, Play in this city sense. next. Really? Braves, okay. Yeah. Braves were number five. Makes I thought sense. that was a little interesting. A little. A little. But I think Braves are one of those ones where maybe when they're good, it's a party. Sure. But the Cardinals, who weren't that, yeah, the Cardinals are here. always a bit steady, mm-hmm. even even those. The Cardinals, shout out to the the real fans in in St. Louis. I mean, you know, you talk about fair weather fans, and everybody acts like everybody acts like they are not fair weather fans. Yep. You see the Cardinals on the, the Cardinals fans can say we're not fair weather. See, what Allen does is they do all the good stuff, and then for the crossover, he tells Chris, watch this. Watch what no. I got for this client. No, I don't want to <laughs> impede on your – when I talk about I real know. stuff, Every time. Draper says, hey, well, we, we, we haven't done the – we got to do the show. We got to do the show. So what do you what do you want to talk about, Whitey? I was enjoying your conversation about the Kings and Kevin Herter, and I just don't think you can start Malik Monk. I mean, it's a good conversation. You don't think you can? Chris has been saying that since summer. Right, I mean that you yeah. can't, that yeah. you cannot. No, yeah. he was saying you should start. Should. Right? Yeah, yeah, I've been saying it's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you I, think no bueno. I just think he clearly Mike Brown doesn't want to, and I think yeah. he. Uh, you look at the lineups with Malik Monk in there, and he's really a poor defender, and that's the big problem. So that's why I don't think Mike Brown wants to go two guards. Is he smallish. is he that much worse than Kevin Herter defensively? He's not good, Whitey. Yeah, he's small. He's not six seven. What do you think about uh, – If you have to be reminded that somebody is 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, he's not really using it. If you have to keep telling me Kevin Herter is 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, it doesn't matter to me. Well, also, I'm just – I'm trying to also think you – know, see it through the eyes of the coach, too, and I think that's the way the coach yeah. is looking at it. Yeah. I could be wrong. What do you think a texter brought up uh, possibly I, – I can definitely see why you might just scream no instantly, but what would you think about maybe like Juan Toscano-Anderson getting an increased role, not necessarily playing – 30 minutes a game, but I kind of would think about it more of like a top Tabo Cephalosha, a, a, you know, Andre Roberson kind of role where he's just in there for 15, 20 minutes and, and maybe is more just kind of providing energy and defense to that specific lineup. Does that, does that maybe do anything for you? Well, he played a lot for the Warriors the year before they won the championship. Right. The year mm-hmm. they won, he played a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, and Mike Brown knows him well, and we all know that. I Definitely. think the more he has to play, the more you're really not getting what you expect from other people. Of course. He's kind of like an insurance policy, and he's good at what he does, but yeah. he's not a difference maker. The more he plays, to me, hey, he's solid, that's great, but the more he plays, the more you're not getting something that you want to get out of Duarte or whomever. Right. Yeah, and I was just saying, you know, just because we did see him more, Whitey, when he was in 
the Bay, I was just saying, if you're expecting him to elevate this team offensively, that's not really what he does. He's, he's He can be an energy spark for you for sure. And probably on this team could get some minutes, but I also don't know, no disrespect to JTA, if that's a good thing, if he needs to get minutes. You know what I mean? I'm not right. really sure. Yeah, he had that what, one year where he shot the three ball really He did. Well. He did. He yeah. did, because I saw that when, when they signed him. I mean, before we even go that far, let's take a step back as some people will overreact to this loss and some people won't. Do you think that the Kings are in any sort of trouble? Did it... Was it a? We know it was a bad look to lose, but do you think they could just wash this off and get rolling? Go to Atlanta, go to Memphis, and just get rolling again? Or is there a, a bigger sign of problem? Other things that are wrong. I know you, and I don't know about you, Chris. I don't know if you were as upset. Kyle was upset when they lost to Boston. Worst loss of the year. And to me, it's like that was a bad loss, but I understood it. Mm-hmm. The one last night, to me, is like that was dreadful. Yeah, inexcusable. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's a bad loss to me. Mm-hmm. I know it's, you know, that was on the road as opposed to the home loss to Boston, but losing to that team when they're shorthanded and getting waxed, that's the way. Yeah, I, there's there's something that that's wrong. If they're yeah. going to be a good team, a really good contending team, they need some kind of help. I don't know how they're going to get it. Can't do it, won't do it. All right, well, we can't do any more time, but thank you for listening to Styles and Watkins, and thank you to Nate Littlefield as always. Up next, the Drive Guys with Whitey Gleason and his brother, Phantom, Sacktown Sports.